Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing, keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows. Well, hello guys, and welcome to the show. Hey, hey what's great up? Great day. We have an amazing guest, uh, CJ CJ Goodwin. Uh, hello. <laughs> I know I can't. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. So excited to talk about your movie and your career and all the cool things you do. Um, but let's first start with. Let me get ready to press the button tray. Headlines of the week. Let's get it. All right. So I've got a good one. Um, Lactose almost shut down my computer. Nice. That's all I got to say. And I'll Uh, wrap back around and tell you more about that. I left my son on a street corner. Wow. All right, CJ. I won Fear Factor. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Every time. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it was, uh, let's see, what is today? Monday? Last week, it was probably like Thursday or Friday. And uh, for whatever reason, I left a glass of milk in my room. And it was on my desk. And it's right in front of my keyboard. And for whatever reason, I'm waking up around 3.15 because, oh, I don't know, I start work at 5 in the morning. And I go to grab my glasses and I hear something spill. And so I'm half awake. I literally and immediately jump out of bed, turn on the lights, and remember that I have a cup of milk that has been sitting overnight in my room that is now all over my desk and all over the floor. It misses my keyboard by this much. And what I mean by that is it it spills all over like my little palm rest thing on the Corsair. And it literally is on the lip of my keyboard and it misses my soundboard or my uh, my mixer right here on the floor and everything else. And it's only on the carpet. So it almost destroyed everything. Uh, so I learned my lesson to never bring in a drink without a lid. So anyway, that's my headline of the week, um, and I'm done. Nice, nice. Um, well, uh, today was the first day of school, and so I had to drop my son off at school today, which was weird because I've been home with him for the five years of his life, and so to spend a whole day without him and not have work to do or not have an actual gig or something that I'm doing, it's weird. And so... Uh, I was. He had a really fun day. He had snack and lunch and all those things. But it was weird just to let him go and be like, "I'll pick you up in eight hours." Um, normally, even when he does a class, I'd be in, I'd be waiting uh, for him. But in this situation, it was like, "No, I'm gonna let you go to school now." And, okay. Uh, it was. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Although you know, I can't make them all hysterical. I try. I want to hear CJ's story. Cool. Yes. 
Well, I was told coming on didn't have to be the exact like week or the week before. Oh no, no, no. You're fine. But, no one knows. Uh, so I did win Fear Factor, um, but it was at Universal Studios in Orlando uh, when they used to have their Studio Factor show um, at the park. Oh, and, wow. Um, it was pretty funny. We were walking around at the time. It's probably when I was back in college, my brother and I and our girlfriends, and we're walking by and they're like, oh, y'all should do it. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do it because I'm not going to eat any of that stuff. And then the lady came out that works there. It's like, it's only stunts. So I'm like, all right. And so my brother and I went to sign up. We're standing in the lineup. They picked like 40 people. And I was like number three. And they, they went past me. And then they chose my brother. So I'm like, ah, I'm like laughing at him. I'm like, you have to go on the show. Then they came back and picked me too. And so we went, man. That's we awesome. Went on, we went on the show. And um, the person actually running the stunt part of it was the lady, was Gozer from Ghostbusters. Nice. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so I met what? that lady, and she strapped me in these harnesses, and we're out there doing all these crazy stunts. And um, the people there made a mistake, the uh, other contestants, because you had to partner up. And they're like, look, if you want to be with your brother, that's fine. I'm like, well, that was a mistake, because you know we're sports guys, and we play sports together. And so once we sure. kind of locked in, uh, we just dominated. And then him and I made it to the finals, and then I killed him in the finals. <laughs> oh no yeah it was uh it was a lot of fun man it was cool they gave us like four free park tickets we could use like whenever we wanted like never expires and it was a good time so it was a fun fun thing that's actually super cool man yeah well, that's pretty amazing that's... did it air or anything i mean no. can i watch this somewhere apparently it did um my mom saw it on tv um i've actually never seen it on tv but they were filming us that day. I was like part of all the, you know, confidentiality, NDAs, all that stuff. Right. And wow. um, so apparently it's out there somewhere. So that's, that's super cool. I'll have to like deep dive on this. This is awesome. Yeah. If you find this in my way, I've never seen it on the. Right. On the what do you think the title would be? I mean, probably I'm, I'm assuming Universal Studios would be in the title with some of it. I'm assuming, but interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm we're gonna sure. have to find this. Yeah, I think they're just promoting. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to our research team, Trey, so they spend some time on it. Right, there the ones go. that you pay, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> they're in the back. Yeah. Right, they're my children. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, oh. CJ, Jason, I hope you guys are ready for my favorite part of our uh, show today, um, and uh, Q Jason. Because it's time for a quiz. And I'm cueing the air horn out. <laughs> Phenomenal. Okay. So, uh, you got the email that I sent you, right, CJ? Nope. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that you're honest because I didn't send you anything. Uh, yeah. Because I normally try to mess with our guests before we start. Um, so, it is about horror movies. All right. And it, it, I hope it's CJ. It plays to CJ's favor because, um, you know, our guests will learn more about that later. Uh, Jason, you are a very huge fanatic of horror movies, right? Mm -hmm. You know I'm not. You already know how I feel about this. You should at least know some knowledge about them, right? Uh, well, now, here's the thing. I do have my dad and my sister or horror fanatics. And then, um, so I do have a little information about horror movies uh, if they're, like, old school. But, okay, uh, perfect. 
and I guess the ring for you counts as old school, so that's funny. He like horror books too, though. So, yeah, yes. that's what he, Jason was telling me. He likes horror books, so he can read them. He probably just can't watch any horror yeah. shows or movies. But anyway, without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, this is a multiple choice quiz. Some are open answer, um, but they're mainly multiple choice. Um, CJ and Jason, you guys will both get to uh, answer every question on here. You guys will both get to answer the question. One of you will get dibs first um, and hopefully can help the other one out. Um, but uh, whoever has the most points at the end wins. And without further ado, CJ, you're up first. What was the 20th century's first American horror film? Ooh. Is it A, Dracula? Is it B, Creature from the Black Lagoon? Is it C, Frankenstein? Or is it D, Night of the Living Dead? Uh, I'm going to go uh, Frank. No, I don't know. Oh, man. I'm going to go Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Jason, same question. Is uh, it Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, or Night of the Living Dead? Uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, I like that answer. It's a wrong answer, but I like the answer. Uh, congratulations, <laughs> CJ. You got our first question correct. It is Frankenstein. Uh, and on to the next one, Jason. The synopsis below most, or well, the synopsis I'm about to read most accurately represents what horror film? A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape shifting alien that assumes the appearance of one. its victims. See, you might you might know some. Is it the North Pole? Is it Jack Frost? Is it South of Sanity? Or is it the thing? I wanted I wanted to be like an awesome horror Jack Frost movie, but I know it's the thing. It so, could be. It is not. I know this much. Okay, CJ, same question. Is it the North Pole, Jack Frost, South of Sanity, or The Thing? Uh, the Thing. Phenomenal. You guys both get it correct. South of Sanity actually is a horror film, um, and it is filmed entirely in Antarctica. Wow. Um, so a little fun tidbit of the day. CJ, next question. In which horror film does the phrase, the power of Christ compels you, appear? Is it Nightmare on Elm Street? Is it Friday the 13th? Or is it The Exorcist? Uh, the Exorcist. Okay. Jason, same question. Um, Exorcist. Okay. Uh, yeah, you both are correct. Congratulations. It is actually one of the... I'm trying to think. Was it the scariest movie of its time? There was some award that it got, correct? CJ I, would know. For sure it was. Yeah, whenever it came out, I know it was the scariest movie at the time. People were, like, passing out and, uh, Ooh. you know puking in the theaters and uh, going home terrified so. when i when i was around it probably wasn't uh in the theaters um i wish i could have experienced that because i love horror movies uh but anyway on to the next question you weren't uh, alive yet trey you said what you weren't alive yet were you that's what i that's what i said yeah yeah, yeah i wasn't either yeah i was guys i was i'm an old man yeah, because you're old. Uh, so, Jason, what, what horror? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. What horror film used the following tagline? Is in space, no one can hear you scream. Ooh. Is it Predator? I know this. Is one. it Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Is it or is it Alien? It's it's Alien. Okay, CJ. Same question: Predator, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, or Alien? Man. I'm not sure. Like, I know it's not Predator, but I'm going to go Aliens, I think, as well. 
Phenomenal. That's the correct answer. You guys are like popping off. Jason hates horror films and he's getting these. What the freaking heck? Again, you're choosing movies that my my family made me watch as a kid. Part of the reason why I'm afraid of horror films is because of all these movies I know about. Well, well, great, because the next couple will stump you, so okay. get wrecked. Good. CJ, what is the highest grossing Stephen King film adaptation to date? Is it The Shining? Is it Misery? Is it... Or is it... Um, chapter one of it yeah that, that makes sense. Uh, i'll go with chapter one it okay jason it's probably that but i'm gonna go with misery just to be different okay yeah it's completely uh it the remake chapter one uh it is it worldwide it has earned 700 700 million dollars that's pretty insane um and i know that he's made some recent ones but everyone wanted to watch it everyone knows it it's it was i think it was like the longest running novel he'd ever created or like one of the longest books ever made um but anyway so that is the correct answer and this one is for the coup de gras the mansion the yacht and actually one of my favorite horror films um where is and this is an open question and i just thought of this one because i don't want to do the any, any of the other questions so um <laughs> Where is, and this will go to Jason first, where is As Above, So Below filmed? As as Above, So Below is a movie? Yes. It's, not it's one of my favorite from, horror movies. It's not a song from Barney? Nope. Okay. Man, I would, I really hope not. Um, <laughs> Oslo, Norway. Uh, yeah, I... I don't okay, sure. Good. I I thank you for answering. CJ, have you seen As Above So Below? I have. All right. Do you know where it was filmed? Or at least, you know. Well, I know, you know. The problem is my uh my memory here is escaping me on the actual geography side of things because I know it's like filmed in the catacombs and I should kind of know where that is. Right. But for some reason I so where block. I didn't say he's right yet, but he hasn't even answered the question. So. so I think it's maybe like, oh my gosh, maybe like in Paris or somewhere around there, England, something like that. I'm not sure. Now, before I say anything, Jason, I want to say you did really well on the quiz. But CJ, you win. Congratulations. Oh, come on. <laughs> So yeah, As Above, So Below is one of my favorite horror films. It is about the Paris catacombs. And for those who have not seen it, spoiler, it's coming. Uh, it is ultimately, uh, they want to get the Philosopher's Stone. And it gets pretty buck wild. And I love their filming. Um, it is not solely first person camera view because I hate that when the camera's shaking and you have no idea what's going on. But I love the, the whole history of the Paris catacombs and how crazy it gets. But uh, yeah, so CJ, congratulations. Uh, you won our quiz section of our show. Um, and I hope we have some NFT coming your way sometime soon. We have to create one so that we can give some to our guests because there's a lot of people that owe are owed NFTs. It's a, um, yeah. I think I aced that too, by the way. I think I got everyone right. I think you did. Congratulations. Uh, you're one of the few uh, contestants that have gotten every question correct. I was a little... Well, I knew, like, I remember, I think that title, the the poster has the Eiffel Tower on it. So I'm like, right. pretty sure it's Paris. 
And I like, I think my favorite part in that scene is like the car scene, like underneath the catacombs. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was a pretty. That one is where he, uh, I'm trying to think. It's a burning car, and then he gets sucked into a vortex, and you just see his legs. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, anyway. he's trying to save his his brother, I think. Like a, Right. Yeah. I wish they would have gone into the backstory of that, but obviously the movie was very, you know, vague on a lot of their past. So, but anyway, so, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, cool. CJ. Uh, Wait, Jason, why is it in our show today? Well, when I asked CJ what he could do for a better year, he said, uh, make difficult choices uh, and do the right thing. Um, what does that mean? Why do you, what is, what do you, why doing that would make for a better year, CJ? Uh, well, it kind of stems into the film and the story I was writing. You know, I feel like a lot of people um, in our world can kind of get uh, stuck, basically. And, and so let's say, just as an example, you you have a job that you do not like, um, but you continue to go every single day. Um, and why? Well, a lot of the reasons why we do that is because we have to provide for our family, so we don't think we have a choice. Um, even though uh, you do, you do have a choice. It just depends on how much time and effort you want to put in to change your path, basically. And uh, so that's just a small example. It can go from anywhere from arguing with your mom and dad on stuff all the way to politics, um, just about making choices. And that kind of stemmed me into writing this film, Eyes of a Roman, um, where our characters in this film were tasked with making a lot of tough choices and then showing the consequences that go with it, whether good or bad, uh, which, again, happens in everyday life. So that's amazing and i said we're so excited to talk to you about your movie eyes of a roman and uh your process of being a filmmaker um first off how did you get into movies oh uh, well, it was probably about nine or ten years ago um i didn't go to film school i'm, I'm self-taught you know kind of like nolan and tarantino and those guys um and we actually went to go watch some horror films i i take my mom like every Thanksgiving, we actually go watch two or three movies every during Thanksgiving. Sort oh, that's of, awesome. Sort of our thing we do. And this year, that one of those years, it just happened to be a lot of horror. And just like everyone out there, we all critique and have opinions on movies we like. And I'm watching these. I'm like, God, they spent like $50 million on this. And it just doesn't – I'm not feeling it, man. And my mom's like, well, why don't you make a film? I was like, well, maybe I will. And that kind of what kickstarted me to do it. Now, when I was growing up, I always enjoyed film. Um, I always acted like I was Jim Carrey, you know, doing the Ace Ventura stuff. Oh, perfect. And um, so it was already it was already there. And um, I think a lot of people they they uh, they wait because they have other things. You know, I got kids, I got a job, I got this. I, I'll get to it eventually. Right. And I was getting to that point. I think I was about 30 when I was like, you know, there's never going to be just the time that's going to be like calm enough just to start. Like, if you want to do this, you're going to have to jump in and do it now and then just add this to your plate. Um, so I did. And I'm glad I did. You know, it's been a, a great journey. I'm on my uh, fourth featured film we're working on right now, uh, which is wow. Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes, which we can talk about a little later, because that's going to be a horror slash drama. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of how I got into filmmaking. That's what started the domino, basically. So, 
That's awesome. And I I think it's so interesting because, yeah, when I was seeing that, I'm like, it's consistent that you've done all these films. Every, like, you finish a film and you start a new film. And you're in your own production company, correct? I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing to watch. Congratulations. Somebody. Yeah, it's amazing to watch somebody just go, no, I'm going to I'm gonna keep on grinding at this. And I think that's an awesome see that you're consistent with your films and releases. As a musician, there are definitely times where, as my self-producer, I definitely take some breaks because I have no money left <laughs> for right. the thing. But uh, I appreciate that you've been doing it. Now, this right now, The, the Eyes of Roman is your third feature. Um, uh, and most of your features before this were horror movies. Why did you decide to shift from a horror movie to this more dramatic action situation? Sure. I think, um, I think in the industry, sometimes directors or actors can kind of get pinned down as working in a certain genre. And that's sort of like their forte. Um, myself, I'm actually like a lot of different genres. Um, I started off with horror just because, um, in my opinion, um, it was a little bit easier path to take um, instead of going off and doing this epic drama with like very deep dialogue. And, you know, your first film or two, you're kind of learning a lot, especially if you're, you know, like myself and you wear a lot of hats. Absolutely. Uh, but I love the Roman history side of things. I always wanted to do a Roman film. Um, I knew it was going to center around you know, Crassus, Spartacus, Caesar, Pompey, that era. And so then it was just um, figuring out what story to tell that hasn't been told a hundred times, basically, um, but also have good meaning behind it. And, um, and I found that story. And I had that story for probably six or seven years, to be honest. It was just sort of waiting for the right time. And believe it or not, the right time was when uh, COVID hit. Um, because our film is 90% outdoors. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so that obviously helped with ventilations and right. Uh, That's perfect. COVID protocols and all that stuff. So, so yeah. yeah. So, so did you, oh, yeah, go for it. Re really, really real quick. I, I want to ask him a couple questions, but, uh, we got to get to our comment section. So boss visuals media network. He says, it's the boys. We love you from Mr. Boss. You guys are doing awesome. I I'm assuming that's El Rico. And he's got to come on with another one. Boss Visual Production. Hey, guys, great show. And Logan Presley's coming through and saying the show must go on. Thank you guys for watching so far. Um, we love you guys so much. Thank you for your support. Um, CJ, uh, can you give us like a a brief synopsis of the movie without giving away spoilers? Because I want to watch it. Sure. Yeah, I think if you watch the trailer, which is out already right now on, on YouTube, it kind of tells the story a little bit some sort of the same way. Like, I don't want to like tell everything in the trailer. Oh, absolutely. I hate when Hollywood does that, but, uh, but it, anyways, well, a lot of the times they do that cause they have nothing. It's not a good show. So they have to Yikes. take all the good bits and put it into the trailer. You know, this <laughs> so. most recent fantastic four. Absolutely. I mean, what? <laughs> I think the one that got me the worst, to be honest was Spider-Man three with Tobey Maguire. Oh. really yeah yeah i mean that trailer was venom, awesome and then you go and watch and you're like what venom was really bad venom was really bad yeah. that's a good example of my the my most hated movie of all time y'all both probably haven't seen it it's called turbulence with ray liotta and the trailer is amazing. It looks like it looks like this awesome movie on an airplane where the serial killer is trying to get people. And then you watch the movie and it's just dumb. 
Huh. <laughs> it was like it was like they had a script, and then like five minutes into it, they were like, "All right, Ray, just freestyle it all. We'll be good. yeah, just do whatever you want." It was terrible, terrible movie. But the trailer makes it look like it's gonna be dope, and it's definitely not dope. So anyway, so Logan Presley saying Toby Maguire certified best dance moves. If they could have edited all that emo Toby Maguire out, I think it would have been a much better movie. He's still my Spider Man though. I just you know the, the third one just. Wasn't Absolutely. quite on par from the second one, which I think was probably the best one in all of them. But that's just oh yeah, 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 the one with Doc Ock was solid. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Eyes of a Roman. Yeah, um, and so our story sort of takes place when uh, Marcus Crassus, um, he's actually a general under Sola, who Sola at the time was kind of running Rome and having his own civil war with another fascist group. I can't remember the name at the time right now, but um, the Romans are kind of marching outside of the Roman outskirts and on the outskirts, one of their villages gets uh, slaughtered and burned and destroyed. Wow. And there's only one survivor. It's an eight year old boy. And Marcus Crassus takes this boy under his wing and kind of adopts this kid. And he kind of uses him for his bidding. Now, anyone that knows about Marcus Crassus and the history he was all about wealth and glory and uh, trying to get to the top. Um, and so he kind of uses this boy. His name is Atticus. And that's actually the character that I played in the film, the adult version. And my son actually played the younger version of Atticus. Oh, cool. Which was a lot of fun. Um, and in short, what happens is he, he has my character go into Spartacus's camp, the spy. That's why I have the long hair. And... Um, after a couple of months of being with them, I realized like, you know what? These people are all that bad. Like, why are we killing and enslaving these people? And so I come back with a different outlook on the Roman method. And so me and Crassus start to clash. Um, but what's fun about it is like, why we're having this family turmoil of what's going on. This is the day before the final battle against Spartacus. So you have all this madness happening with family turmoil plus dealing with Spartacus and it's just a really fun way to tell the story of Marcus Crassus and kind of what happens with Spartacus. Because even though Spartacus is in the movie, you know, he's not a main character in the film, you know, and that's what I really liked about it. It's, sort of, it's a side story, basically, while that moment in history is happening. So I yeah. love it. It sounds amazing. Where can we find this? Um, so. Right now, it's been submitted to film festivals, so we're hoping Austin Film Fest picks it up. We'll find out in probably four weeks, actually. Um, but once the film festival stuff is over, we have our first public premiere November 5th, and that's going to be in the in uh, Kerrville. And they have the Kerrville Calo Theater there. It's an 800-seat venue, and um, tickets are already on sale. So if you go to the website, you can... Uh, Find the seat, and I'd love to meet you guys in person there. That'd be a lot of fun. And where is this? Is this in Texas? It's, in, it's close to San Antonio. Yeah, okay. it's actually uh, about 50 minutes north of um, San Antonio. Yeah, you stay on I-10 and head north, and you'll run right in the Kerrville. Yeah. Well, Jason knows what to get me for an early birthday present, so... Well, I'm already, <laughs> we're already flying you down in October. I don't know if I can fly you down in November. Who's we? Who's we? I'm Sorry, just kidding. The team. My team. I, I know. I'm joking with you, man. They're in uh, the uh, right. Logan's saying, adopts child from Burning Village. This won't cause any problems later. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, that's, oh, that's awesome, right. man. 
choices, right? Consequences, right. <laughs> all that stuff. Sorry, Jason, it's, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Also, and uh, for your information, CJ, uh, Trey actually lives in Kentucky, so he actually is way far away from us. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I would he, have to fly in. Yeah, he that's why he doesn't in. know where Kerrville is. That makes more sense. Yeah, I was I, like, I, I assume should... he was in San Antonio too. So, yeah. So, but that's amazing. And I said, uh, I said, I watched the trailer and I thought it was awesome. Uh, and now I do have to ask you a dumb question. Uh, Here we go. Drum roll. Uh, you know, uh, with all the amazing actors that you can find to play the the main character, uh, why why do you choose yourself? What do you mean? It's a gentleman's <laughs> game. Of course he's going to choose himself. Well, what's actually interesting about that, to be honest, is I wasn't even planning on being in the film, to be honest. I didn't. Oh, wow. I wasn't, I wasn't going to act, even though I do act on the side sometimes. That wasn't my plan. Um, but as the film continued to get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, we got close to 250 people that worked on this film. Oh, wow. Um, with for like a low budget indie film that's kind of unheard of, especially in the Texas world. Um, now I was talking to my buddy about it, who was helping me with the project. I'm like, you know, I'm stuck. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to find a lead actor that's gonna be able to work four months every weekend because the, the lead actor of Atticus is in every scene except one, basically. And I was like, well, He's like, why don't you just do it yourself? And I was like, well, I, I could, but that's adding another hat, and I don't want to hurt the film in any way. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it makes sense. Yeah, so I had to bring on some really good, you know, uh, crew members, you know, to kind of help, you know, first 80s, second 80s, all that stuff. I had like two or three second 80s, to be honest. And then um, just running through lines with um, my close friends, um, less best. He's actually the actor that plays Marcus Crassus. And um, he's worked with me on all of my projects. Awesome. And we've actually come very close. We're more like family now. And he's actually going to be playing Sherlock Holmes in my next film. And so when you have people like that, um, that are around you, that can kind of help you. And um, you know, when you fall, help you pick yourself up and kind of prepare yourself. Uh, that goes a long way. And I definitely needed some of those moments where I needed people to you know, help me and keep me going. So well, that's, that's a very humble answer. It was more of a business decision, to be honest. It so. makes, well, and I know it's a tough from, call. I know from your previous films, you're not normally the, you're not normally the star in your films. So, yeah. uh, I was like, I was like, at first I didn't realize it was you because your picture, your, your IMDb picture is totally different than your hair now. Um, yeah, that was my younger self. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, Oh, well I do that too. But uh, it's just funny because I was like, oh, well, that's just this guy. But then I realized, oh, it's him. But uh, no, that makes sense. It's like a it's a business decision, it, especially when you're shooting like that, because I assume this is one of your longest shoots you ever had because of COVID, correct? Yeah. So um, COVID really didn't affect us too much, to be honest. But what did, which you will know about this because you live here, is that uh, two week snowstorm that we had. Oh, now, yeah. Did you take advantage of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to, but everybody oh. freaked out. They're like, yeah. you know, I don't want to get frostbite on my feet because they're walking around in sandals. I'm like, all right. But the red capes with snow would have been sick. You know? Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. And, yeah. and it snows in Rome, right? So that would have been like our 300 moment, you know, Zack Snyder-esque. You know, and, uh... Oh, oh yeah, man. That was rough. Like it, 
Trey, I think we've had this conversation before. Oh, we were doing the show. It's like literally I had to shut the show down because it was like I didn't have internet because oh, was, you didn't have power. Yeah, we didn't have yeah, yeah for two weeks. Like my house, the apartment didn't have power. Yeah, yeah, so, we were out my house for about a week. So yeah, wow. Texas is weird, man. We're just not prepared for snow. Like, what is this? What is this stuff? Man, yeah. I guess it's about as crazy as Florida getting snow. So yeah, yeah. Um, so now. So. I want to talk more about Eyes of Roman, but I want to hear the horror side of things. Right, what are well, your horror movies? Oh. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. Jason, go Jason. Well, Jason. Give, give us a few more minutes on this, and then we'll talk okay, about Okay, okay, okay. Fine, go, fine, you fine, You can fine. definitely ask all the horror movie questions. <laughs> I, I, I warned him beforehand. I was like, Trey's going to want to talk all horror. Um, but that's I mean, cool. Yeah, no, it's fair. And now one thing I have to say is now the guy that plays uh, the less – the guy you were just mentioning, he also was Spartacus, correct? No, the less best was Marcus Crassus. He's the old okay. guy that slaps me oh, okay. in the face. Oh, jeez. Does that he really, really slap you? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like if you have those connections and you're comfortable with those, Oh, absolutely. He's like, awesome yeah, man, guy. slap me. So straight up, three stooges. Just How, how yeah. does that feel? when you're somebody's boss and they they get to slap you does it feel weird you know sometimes they like it because if i piss them off you know yeah. like, oh. moment yeah they get a little extra behind the back end especially yeah. a guy that you've worked with in every single one of your films there has to be some built-up aggression there <laughs> oh my sure gosh Les, you know Les and i like we're pretty we're pretty cool i'm sure there's some others out there you know, what was fun is, um, so Ella Morrow, she is the female in the movie, um, which you've probably seen in the trailer. Yeah. she She's another part of the character that goes on this journey. And there's another slap scene in the film. And it took her probably like eight or nine takes to get it right. So she just keeps slapping me. You know, it's like, no, like it's, it's got to be like a harder slap because it was like, you know, that's not going to work. You really got to put it in there and... uh so that was he a just punches you instead. I know, right? <laughs> and then as a director, right, you're like, I need the right slap. But then as the guy receiving the slap, you're like, can I be a little genuine, a little nice to my face? <laughs> it was it was fun. Like I said, we um you know, we had three weekends of fight choreography. Oh wow, that's awesome. And so we all met up and we learned our movements and staging and all that. So when you're out there on the film, everything's already ready to go. Everybody knows what they're doing. So when you watch the film, that was all planned. Yeah. That's amazing. That's super sick. Yeah. Now, did you have to like, was it a lot more uh, physically straining than you thought when you were like, all right, we got to do, we got to do this fight choreography and you, and you, you're in the movie. And so did you think it was going to be easier or harder than it was? Um, It was pretty tough. You know, I, um, I'm not going to say I'm old, but, you know, I'm, I'm 40. And so, you know, my knees and my back, you know, they're starting to go a little bit too. And uh, there's moments where, you know, they follow me throughout the fight scene a lot because my character is that, that guy. And so I'm taking a lot of the shots, right? I'm getting knocked down. I'm getting thrown off these little mini cliffs. I'm getting head butted, which that wasn't real. That was fake. But, I was about to uh, say, that's a little much. But plopping on the ground. You know, every time you fall and hit the ground, obviously that's that's me doing that. You know, it wasn't a stunt guy. And so it, landing on Texas Earth, which is mainly just rocks, you know, uh, kind of painful. Um, but, you know, 
we all were doing that though. You know, every person out there doing in this fight scene, they were doing it. Um, and it just shows the passion of people in Texas um, and the filming community that they are willing and they want to be a part of a film like this, you know? And so, you know, that's just part of the arts, man. You just put your body through it and uh, you hope it comes through on film. You know? That's awesome. Now, when you consider the entire um, production, is there anything else that like you really like, man, I just love talking about this part of that production or this part of the cast or those kind of things? Yeah, I think um, what became very special when I first started was we weren't 100% sure of how many you know, background actors or extras we'd be able to get for like the big fight scene in the film. Um, when I was, when I wrote it, um, the idea was to make it actually pretty small because the film's not about the fight. It's about the story between Crassus and Atticus. Right. But as we got momentum and more people became more interested in wanting to be a part of it, um, that grew <laughs> into having just like a small little montage of maybe 30 seconds to like a 10 minute, Awesome. battle sequence which is pretty big when you think about it for a, sure a film and um so that was fun but one thing that i really love about eyes of a roman is for each film i do i have a private group on facebook where all the cast and crew can meet up at any time and we share information we share you know pictures um moments from the film behind the scenes stuff and so it's just uh, became pretty much like a big family environment. And yeah, man, like you, you always hear about drama and stuff on set. I got to tell you, man, we didn't have hardly any on mine. It was very positive and a lot of stuff has come out of this film already and it hasn't even been released. I've had That's actors awesome, where it's like this was their first film ever to be a part of. Now they've done like nine or ten other films in like a year you know, wow. and, uh, they're going oh, wow. overseas and they're, they're doing all these things. And so it kind of originated from there for a lot of people, obviously they're doing the work. Um, but it's fun, man. Like people reach out and they, they still thank me, you know, every once in a while and just helping them get in their journey going basically. So. That's amazing. And I so said, you're doing the, um, doing the film circuit, the uh, film festival circuit. Did you, were you able to like, get distribution before that or is it that is that thing you have to kind of wait as uh as the film festival circuit goes and i know that's changed since covid though really how film festivals even work so uh just talking distribution for a second sure uh you can do both um you know if you have like a big name actor most likely you're gonna have distribution lined up before the film festivals um because that distribution company is going to help get the film into those film festivals um and so that's one of the struggles that we have as uh indie filmmakers where our budgets might be like 20 30 50,000 maybe up to 100 200,000 and we're competing wow. we're competing against films that call themselves indie films that get like 10 to 20 million dollars oh and, and it's like well how do you compete with that and right you can you just have to have a really great film and a great story um but those are really hard to come by and that's why you don't see like uh you know like the blair witches too much anymore um where that was like what eight or nine grand they made that off of and took right off, you know 
Um, so it's challenging. It's also before a lot of inflation today and in, in this economy. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're uh, an artist, I mean, whether it's film, music, you know, drawing, whatever, you definitely have to love it first. And then right. um, and you just keep grinding. But you know, with distribution, you definitely need to be careful. Um, just like in the industry, there's definitely criminals in the distribution world where they will promise you everything. They'll give you nothing. And you sign something that says, this is my film now for 10 years and you can't. Wow. It. And so if you don't read it or give it to an actual lawyer to look over, you can lose your film that you worked on and put money into and they see all the benefits that's so so messed up yeah you gotta be super careful so if you're listening to this and you're a filmmaker do your due diligence man get a get a lawyer to look over those contracts and just be safe i was gonna say you might have already answered my question i'm about to ask but what is some of the kind of biggest struggles you face so far making this film or making films in general um I think the hardest part is really just getting a return, you know, money for your buck, basically, or if I said that right. But just making money off the content is pretty challenging. There's a lot of content out there now. You know, um, I think AVOD is probably the best way to go for filmmakers. Uh, it's basically advertisements, you know, that we see while we're watching TV because um, they make money off of the advertisement stuff. Um, it used to be like, you know, like Blu-rays and like the red boxes, you know, those are actually pretty well. Amazon Prime, when it first came out, I mean, man, that was pretty good. Like they're making like 40 or 50 cents an hour on stream. Oh, wow. Yeah. For Jackson, I had over 500,000 people watch my movie. And so that would have been a pretty good payday, except when my Jackson hit the market, it was already down to one cent for like every like two or three hours stream and so now amazon prime moved into the well we're gonna just take advantage of the indie filmmakers now and that's unfortunate because they were like they were like our heroes and then amazon prime just decided no we're just gonna be like everybody else and on all accounts just uh not care about the indie filmmakers please wow that's a bummer now before trey gets his way and we talk about horror movies uh and all the other ones uh and i'll that'll be my intro as well i'm about to say in a second um but uh is there anything else when you think about eyes of the roman or anything else you're just like i have to mention this before uh we stop talking about it um it's really just a shout out man to the cast and crew like i said over 200 plus people worked on the film wow uh, we had crew members that were there every single weekend um, traveling from Dallas or Houston, um, which is a huge uh, commitment to be on the film. You know, Tammy Anderson was our wardrobe. Susan Bowl was production designer. Derek Meir, he lives in Kerrville. We were out on his land. He's got like 1,600 acres of land. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. Just, yeah, and you know what's fun about the Texas landscape? It looks very similar to their landscape. It's one of the reasons right. why I was able to make this film in Texas also. And I could name really everyone, but everyone on the cast and crew did an awesome job. Definitely takes a team. We had a team and um, it stayed positive throughout the entire, you know, filming experience. And I think that's why when you watch the film, you're going to see all that passion and love and and effort come through uh, on the big screen. That's awesome. And I'm going to make uh, sure I can go to it. Uh, and then I'll just, I'll, I'll, uh, I, when I meet you, I'll just have Trey on Skype and you can just say hi to him. 
There we go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I think the only thing I have, like, uh, like that, at uh, November fifth, Herville um, Kyla Theater. Man, I'd love to have everyone out and and meet everybody. It's going to be a red carpet event, so you, you dress up where you're fine. Oh wow! Kind of like the Oscars, you know. So, sure, that's yeah. sick. I gotta somehow fun. find my way down in Texas. <laughs> that's a well, maybe we'll figure it out by that time, Trey. Um, but that's amazing. Now, now, Les, he was the dad in Jackson. Is that correct? Am I right there? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, see, I got him confused. See, the reason I got it confused is that you got the Spartacus guy is working with you for uh, four, uh, four, uh, Sherlock Holmes, but as a helper or like doing creative stuff, right? Am I wrong on that? So you're talking about Derek. Uh, Derek played Tarius in Eyes of a Roman. He's like another oh, yeah. Roman soldier. And yeah, he's our production designer okay. in Sherlock Holmes. He, he was the dude with all the muscles, right? Well, he, I mean, I had a few guys in there, but uh, he wasn't Spartacus. Okay. You know, uh, like that Spartacus. one picture on the promo with yeah, the dude's got, hitting person, that's Spartacus, right? That's Spartacus right okay. there shaking okay. Crassus's hand, if y'all can. Because Spartacus is one handsome fella. I was like, wow, that's a handsome man. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's he got the looks and he's got the muscles. And uh, Elliot, his name's Elliot Baker, and he actually lives here in San Antonio now. Oh, wow. And um, I actually met up with him a week or two ago for just a private screening so he could see his scenes and uh, – he was really excited, loves to film, and, um, you know, he wants to be part of Sherlock, so I'm sure I'll find a spot in there for him. So. Yeah. Well, and for that purpose, because uh, Les is in Jackson, and Trey really wants to ask you all these questions. Sure. Now, Trey, have a fun time asking Finally. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. It's totally fine. Um, no, yeah, so what are some of your earlier projects that you made that were in the horror genre? So uh, GH5 was my first film that I made. It was about an hour and 18 minutes. And it was the first thing I ever did. I didn't do a short film. I jumped right into a feature. Wow. And I got basically friends and family and uh, a few other people that were crazy enough to join me. And uh, Les was one of those. That's when I first met him. And, um, and we figured it out, man. That was like my big learning experience about how to make a film. It was really hard. Um, it definitely wasn't the same experience as Eyes of a Roman. You know, there was a lot of uh, dragging through the mud and trying to figure things out. Jackson uh, went to a new level. You know, it's basically, in my opinion, was 20 times better than GH5. Um, more how a film should be. Um, there's definitely still some areas of that need improvement. I think all directors, though, you know, we, I strive to try to make the, the perfect film and I don't know if that exists, um, but you just keep striving for that. And so, right. then, so then I was going into um, a film called Goodnight Ellenby, uh, which actually was going to be a very cool take on vampires. Ooh, because um, I That's uh, my genre. Well, I, I uh, good vampire I, movies, might I add. Right, and so my opinion, like the last ten or fifteen years, like with twilight and all that stuff i'm like man the vampires are kind of getting a little cheesy right and, um I, I was my goal is like i'm going to bring them back to how they should be and um so i had a really cool story lined up and we started filming that one before covid but then covid hit and actually derailed that movie because oh no i had it i had it lined up with um a university where we we're going to be filming at the college campus and so once covid hit that was 
that was over. And so that actually moved me right into eyes of a Roman because we didn't need anything. We just had, we just needed land. Um, so I might revisit Goodnight LMB. I turned it into a short film. That way it wasn't a waste for people that worked on it for those few weekends. And that's actually on uh, Facebook. So if you type in Goodnight LMB, it'll pop up and you can watch that little short film there uh, if you want to. Awesome. What is, uh, what, what kind of happens again, brief synopsis. If I watch these, I, I want to GH five and Jackson, obviously two separate films, but. Well, what's uh, interesting, you know, even though Jackson and GH five can be separate films, um, Jackson is actually a prequel to GH five. Oh, okay. And so that's like a little hidden Easter egg for people that actually like follow me or watch the films. Um, and it's a cool connection because if you watch both of those movies back to back, you'll be able to find different things in, in both movies that connect both the films. Um, but anyways, really what Jackson is, um, it's uh, that's the name of the kid that's in the movie. And um, what happens right off the bat, it's not a spoiler because like in the first, it's in the credits. Sure. Um, his name's uh, Mr. Knight and his uh, wife passes away giving birth to their son. And on all accounts, Mr. Knight kind of holds a grudge to his son for some reason where he feels she's, the, he's the reason why she died. Right. Well, on top of that, he's, he's also a professional paranormal um, uh, person that goes around and finds spirits and ghosts and things. Paranormal like investigator. And so probably around the age of like seven or eight years old, he um, realizes that his son can actually see spirits, kind of like Sixth Sense. Sure. And so he starts to use his son to his advantage to help build his business and his career. Um, And in doing so, basically drives his son to madness. Oh, wow. And then it goes from kind of from there without going all the way to the story. Um, And so what you'll find with my horror films, um, they're definitely more psychological. And I I dive into first the the drama and the story aspect. And then I surround horror around that um, to make it more entertaining. Um, I like to say it's sort of like The Conjuring. You know, The Conjuring, Conjuring 2, if you watch those films. Yep. That's actually a love story between the Warrens and then sure. what James Wan did was just put horror around that, that heart of the story. And uh, so I do something similar with my, my horror films. So That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm like super excited to watch any and all of your films uh, and just to see kind of your creative take on, on movies, because there's a lot of, I'm sorry, there's a, a lot of directors that, that just cannot make a movie to save their life. Like, Okay, so for example, I don't know who the director is, but have you seen um, It Comes at Night? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Okay. From other people's perspective, would you ever watch that movie or have a desire to watch that movie? I, I, I've, I've, I've almost uh, clicked it on a few times. I just haven't done it yet. I haven't heard too much about it. You know, my brother watched it and he's just like, don't watch it. I'm like, all right. It it sets, it genuinely sets you up for like something that's like new and like awesome. It's post-apocalyptic ish. 
and you know there's this virus that's going around and it's going buck wild and the ending literally falls so flat i i've never wanted to not watch a movie again <laughs> in my life like it's that bad for a horror movie and i love horror movies and quite frankly as long as there's great jump scares i'm solid it's yeah. a great movie yeah. and it doesn't necessarily have to have like the greatest story but the story doesn't make sense i think that was that an a24 film i can't remember i couldn't tell you you know a24 there for me that's kind of hit and miss on some of their stuff too because they kind of go way out there on some of their things um, but i do like some of their a24 work you know like hereditary i thought that was great and, you know the lighthouse and the witch you know those type of things um it's very psychological horror though it's it's they're slow oh, burn the witch oh it was a good movie that was a good one yeah very slow burn but like unsettling like if you're really watching it, like crap that's that's pretty dark stuff it is i mean it, it gets you wondering and stuff but it just it falls so flat it's just like why did i watch why did i pay for this ticket like <laughs> so i i was just curious what your take on it was but you have not seen it so that's okay but but yeah, yeah so like, um you know, like I said, every filmmaker is different, um, but I think it's very important that you have the basics, beginning, middle, and end. And I'm very Spielbergish, you know, style where like the ending needs to be like super epic, and you kind of just keep building towards, you know, that climax at the end of the film. And um, that's just how I like to do my films, though. You know, even though you know, I can tell you with the Sherlock film coming out, um, since it's going to be an R-rated adaptation. And we are pulling from the books. You know, I'm not doing anything crazy. Whereas if you read Sherlock Holmes, he did a lot of drugs. He did a lot of alcohol. Um, he was in a lot of dark places. And he dealt with murderers, serial killers, rapists, like all these bad people. So like, well, if you're doing that for 50 plus years, that's going to have a pretty mental effect on you. Ooh. So we're going to dive into that rabbit hole and show an R-rated adaptation, which on all accounts, I don't think has ever even been done. Um, I don't think I don't, so. I don't want to say it has, but if it has, I haven't heard of it or seen it. Um, so we're excited for that, you know, and that's going to be, again, the heart of it's going to be, um, it's not going to be like a love story, but there's definitely going to be a heart in the center. And there's going to be some really dark uh, horror aspects to that. You can only imagine with like the hallucination type scenes. I can. Oh, create. sure. Yeah. So that's going to well, be fun. Before we move on to our next segment, and we probably have to for the sake of time, I, what would you say to young content creators, directors, producers of any sort? Um, if they're just starting off, what would a couple of words of advice be for them? Oh, um, we'll definitely make a film that you want to see. Okay. Pretty good uh, advice. Yeah. I think sometimes people make something that think that people would want to watch, but no, man, just make what you want to see. You're going to spend two years on this film if you're making a feature. So make sure you want to see this film. Um, so that's a good start. And then on the technical side, you know, um, you can do a lot of good things with camera, just with lighting, focus on audio. If you have bad audio, you don't have a movie, man. So don't right. spend two years and have bad audio in your film. Make sure your audio is really good. So, yeah. Perfect. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. That was awesome. 
Oh uh, yeah, I said I I watched a little bit of Jackson and then I got freaked out because I don't do scary movies and I was like phenomenal I it. means I, I need to watch it. I was like I just send it to Trey and Trey should watch it. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, that's awesome and I'm so glad you came onto the show. Um, and uh, it's really cool. I said I will make a plan to go see Eyes of the Roman. Uh, I've never been to a movie premiere. I don't think so. That'd be fun. Really? Um, uh, not like never? An, not a red carpet one. Oh psh, well, yeah. I mean, neither. Me neither. I know. I'm just saying. I've never. It's gonna done be that. a lot of fun, man. I did the audio test there last week, and it sounds like the mini IMAX. Basically, it sounds Ooh. very beautiful. And my composer Antonio Gardanti, he lives in Canada. And uh, he actually just got picked up by Disney about six months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. He, he, he wrote and scored the entire film. That's amazing. That's, that's crazy. Are yeah, you, that's beautiful. So, do you, do you kind of hope that you'll be one of those movies? Like, you know how they have these stars? You know how, like, you, you'll be a, like, Redbox or whatever, you'll be looking for a movie, and it'll have a star in it. But, like, they were only, like, a little, little part, but they just happen to be uh a superstar now like the whole uh, adam sandler thing with that boat movie that i never watched or those other things uh what was the question i lost it i think he was saying would you love to have one of your actors that plays a small part become the superstar oh yeah and be known for that yeah i, I my hope is that anyone that works on my film whether it's cast or crew take off and uh and some of them are man some of them are they're, they're taking off and they're succeeding and they're getting paid and they're like on 1883 from yellowstone they're on wow the chosen they're on all these different things um going overseas i andrew cortez he had he he works on films in europe now you know and my film was his first movie you know so it's really cool to see people take off and and uh basically live their life live their dream right right that's phenomenal yeah. that's amazing now trey i do think it's that time what time are you talking about i think it's time for you to shoot your shot and try to get an acting job with uh with <laughs> with cj let's go do it your best move do it right now now cj do you need any voice actors because i know the great <laughs> the best guy for the job i he can do <laughs> he can do goofy <laughs> He can even talk like Mickey. <laughs> no, I, I do want to get into voice acting eventually. I, I do all kinds of different crazy, kooky voices and whatnot. But um, anyway, I well, think what you're actually talking. Oh, CJ, go ahead. Sorry. I'll say, uh, you know, uh, friend me on Facebook, man. I'll start tagging you. I get I get stuff for voice acting all the time. Woo! Okay. Well, there you go. Your shot was shot, and it worked. My shot was shot. There you go. Yeah, he he had one movie. We got him one gig, and it was like a, it was a movie MP. What was it called? No, it was, it was, like a, a, it was a pot. It was a podcast show, but it was like a, 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 audio podcast. Like it was a, I can't remember what she called it. Um, it's like a, a old school radio show. It was like a drama gangster movie, but a podcast. Yeah, so, it was a couple episodes. It was really cool. He was a good bad cool. guy in it. So. Yeah, it was the scum, the scumbag that got killed. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you got to start somewhere, alert. I guess. You right. said what? I was saying, spoiler alert, I died. Right, right. Yeah. It's it's okay. I'm I'm a very minor character. Um, but yeah, no, I think actually what he's talking about, Jason. It's time for question of the day. 
Okay, cool. So we got a uh, question <laughs> here still from. On. Is it really? <laughs> yes. I hate yeah. voice mods sometimes. Wow, I clicked off. That's so stupid. I need to get a uh, a MIDI controller just for my voice mod now because that's frustrating. Anyway, uh, question today from our boy Ed I Green God. He needs to be on the show. Never been. Um, <laughs> if if you had if you had your human body, but the head of an animal. What animal would you pick? <laughs> oh, that's our question. Um, it that... says animal. It didn't say anything about non mythological or anything like that. So, uh, CJ, go ahead. You got it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you could go the horror side or the Roman side, you know. So, you know, you could do like. Uh... Well, Medusa was a female, but that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if I had to pick an animal. Probably the lion head, I guess, like the male lion head. I think oh, that's yeah. cool with the mane, you know. Oh, yeah. Stuff. So I think that's what I'm going with. What about you Looks guys? Like Aslan from Narnia. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jason, I want to hear yours next. Well, you know, I'm walrus. Oh, walrus. That's awesome, man. I'm, pr I'm happy for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go, Jason. Say it. I'm a big guy. I have broad shoulders. I weigh about 300 pounds. A manatee. And, uh, I am not a small guy. And so oh. I think the perfect head for me would be a bunny. Oh, that would what? look great. What? That's a, a little bunny head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For a horror film, that'd be nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's tough. Um, I mean, I would say dragon. But uh, we're, we're talking, we're talking in this day and age. Um, man, that's tough. I don't know. Oh, an animal, uh, a T-Rex. Hello. They existed. So there we go. Um, not saying dragons didn't exist or there's no proof of that. Because, um, I mean, right now we don't have any proof. But anyway, um, yeah, I would say I would say a T-Rex or a Velociraptor. I'm trying to think of which one. Yeah, T-Rex has terrible eyesight supposedly um velociraptor i'd say is like amazing eyesight but anyway so that's my answer and that's our so, segment of question today so your t-rex would have glasses on sure i mean yeah. if that's what he needed would he i guess he'd, sweet, would he he'd have one of the strongest by force in the animal kingdom what'd you say uh, would, he have, would he wear your sweet hat too Since it's absolutely your head. yeah okay it'd be treosaurus rex at your service and i, I guess like the sweet the, black nerd glasses like the lion roar have you ever heard a lion roar in real life uh no not an actual roar. i've heard them like bellow but not like so i was at the san antonio zoo years ago and they're closing up shop and they bring out the big sticks for the lions and i heard this huge roar i'm like jeez i'm like dude that is legit like no wonder they're the jungle you know king of the jungle you know it was really cool. terrifying it was really cool to listen to it you know because you know spielberg used the lion voice for jurassic park that's some of that's in the t-rex so. right Yo, that's that is definitely terrifying. I had a friend who, so two friends. One of them works at the zoo. The other one is a close friend that was able to get, like, basically, in their feeding area back in the background of the zoo where you don't see. And they said to never look him in the look at a lion in the eyes because it's you know it's to challenge them almost. Yeah, yeah. So he did not obey that advice, and it it roared, but it was indoors. Wow. And so he like, 
he said, Trey, I've never been more terrified in my life. Yeah. And I was like, and this is a big guy. Like, like he's Jason is a big boy. And he said he was terrified. So anyway, I, I believe you 100% CJ. So that would be an amazing, that'd be an amazing animal head. Have a line. All right. Question day over with uh, Jason. It's time to move on. All right. Now it's time for us to do the rap song. Uh, I'm going to do a rap song about everything we talked about. Uh, but give me a theme, CJ. What's the theme of our song going to be today? Oh, um... it could be anything. It doesn't have to do anything we talked about. Just a theme, any kind of theme. Interesting. Any type of theme. Well, um, why don't we go Roman? All right, a Roman, a Roman theme. All right, and is there a, a, any certain story I'm gonna try to tell, um, or am I just gonna kind of um, anything you can think of here? Well, why don't I, you? I, I know how how good your history is on that side, but it'd be kind of cool to hear you rap about Caesar and Pompey and Crassus and Spartacus, and kind of putting you on the spot. But wow. Uh, well, all right, I guys, I know yeah. a little bit. We'll see how I it goes. March and uh, you know all um, that. Stuff. This is probably going to go terrible, but I'll try my hardest. Um, <laughs> what I'll also do Just is rap about Hercules. <laughs> there you go. Or Her- Heracles. What I'll do is, and then also, so I'll tell a story about Roman times. It's more it might brief, be, but it might be fictional or not. We'll see how much memory I have. And then also, I'm going to ask you questions throughout it. So all you have to do is answer either with a sentence or just a word. Doesn't matter. Doesn't need rhyme. I'll help you rhyme in okay. that. And um, that's it. Or I might just ask you random questions about random things. Just matters where the song's going. But in general, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell a Roman theme story. Um, about this time facts might change because you know this is a comedy show so i have to make somebody laugh um so uh, now you know what though guys i do have my extent of a uh, knowledge of roman stuff comes from a really great uh anime uh because called the uh, uh I, don't, I think it's called the roman bathhouse stop about a uh, about a <laughs> time traveling bathhouse manager it's very great <laughs> And that's oh my god. So we, uh, could switch, we could switch to like Star Wars or something, you know. Oh. <laughs> I, I know. I want to see where Jason goes with this. Let's, it'll be great. Uh, it'll be fun, whatever. So Trey, uh, this is a Roman theme. Hook us up with something. Do you Roman. want a slower beat? Yes, yes, please. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so really quick before I hop into it, Logan is saying being an actor slash director sounds like a pain because you have to walk off set to look at the monitor. Be careful with uh, these, Trey. Yeah, I know. I got yeah. Okay. Uh, he said Thebian themed Jason, uh, Thebes. Um, and he said, Caesar, I hardly know her. <laughs> Logan's a goofy guy. Um, so cool. So CJ, do you have like a stage name or a nickname that you want to go by? Or is CJ just what you want? Uh, you can totally make something up on the spot. Or we can give you a name, your choice. You can call me Atticus. Ooh, okay, perfect, phenomenal. That's my character's name in the movie. <laughs> phenomenal. All right, Jason, you ready to go, or do you need a second? Uh, I mean, sure. Well, yeah, let's go. I've I've never been this tested. We'll see how it goes. So. Yo, yo, yo! You got DJ sound effects, Scout the Summers, and Atticus on the mic. Let's get it. <laughs> Hey! Hey! 
It's the Roman times, we're back at Roman rhymes Like the Roman chimes, but all these Roman crimes I got these Roman times, and these Roman rhymes You got the Roman crimes, and I can Roman lime Now I'm sitting here pretending like it's all the same Like I'm Caesar, chilling out, running this way They didn't have salads then, but I give it again Only if I'm eating grapes from a thing and I win And I'm waiting for the way, but it never go Atticus is just chilling out with his hair that flows In the wind, only if he give it in Then we got Spartacus, he's straight trying to punch him He does not know when he comes back and then it goes Only if I rip it, cause I'm wondering what I know What's your favorite Roman dude's name in the show? Or any show, I don't know, tell me what you know, yo uh, Julius Caesar. Ooh, I like the Caesar. I mean Julius, only if his name is Caesar, and I can't even pronounce it. I'm like a little beezer. Call me a beaver. I'm running for that wood, and you know that I would make it, cause I know it's all good. Sitting here pretending all the same. Like I got the question in my question in my brain. I think you still got your voice mod on, Trey. Only if I'm looking, cause I'm running away. Yes, I get it gone. Hey, hey, sorry. Now we got Julius Caesar up in the mix With this Roman moniker, yeah, I gotta fill it in And I know, Romulus and Rima, I don't even know who those are If I could understand what I am doing, running the star Pretending all the same Now there they are, walking through the middle of their brain Like they're looking for a hot tub Over time, if you never get a spa, uh I get my mind to find my rhyme Wonder what I'm doing if I try Only if I get it forever, I never cry Now, what kind of food would you eat if you lived in Rome? Tell me what that is, I don't really know. Uh, spaghetti. Spaghetti and meatballs already, but felly. And only if I get some fettuccine Alfredo and Aredo. But now you call me Alo. Now I gotta break it because I still don't even know. Yo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I messed this up terribly. I Sometimes I rap it because I fair of me. Now you gotta fairly far. And only if I can't break it down, sing la. Ah, uh, got this song all together. Only if I'm looking for my time, like for whatever. Only if I can't see what I be. Guess that's my song and I'm so silly but now i'm waiting back because the roman times like i gotta sit in a hot bath i yes i'm going back to that trade don't you laugh and wait and run it back and say all the things i say anyways i guess my song's done sometimes i'm thinking about the nighttime time yeah. good job Set myself up for failure there. So. <laughs> Romulus and Remus, I heard that, Jason. I was like, ah, okay, okay. He knows a little bit of history, or he Googled it immediately. I, I Googled it immediately <laughs> and had a list. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I was like, good I need stuff. to try. try. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It wasn't terrible. Sorry about, I didn't notice it until halfway through, Trey. Dude, I didn't. Um, I, I'm literally, that's so frustrating because I literally clicked off of it. So it has a sticky problem. I don't know. That's weird. It's from the well, spill, man. Something happened. I, I, I guess, know. man. I don't know. All the, all the I, hope, I hope not. I really hope not. That's mm, that's a whole set of other problems. But anyway. But uh, um, thank, you, thank you so much for everybody watching the show. I hope you're having a great day. Um, make sure you come check us out next week. I think our time next week is probably going to be five. Um, I have a meeting at six, so I need to make sure I make that happen. So, oh, okay. But uh, that'll be different, but it's normally 5.30 on Mondays uh, for the live stream, so please come out and check it out. Please join us. Uh, if you're looking for us anywhere, it's Flows, the number four, the letter U. Everywhere you find podcasts, we are there. Um, and uh, 
if you're looking to be on the show, hit us up at flowsyou.com and uh, make sure you do that. If you're looking for a new website, make sure you go over to nomadweb.design, an amazing place to get websites made for you and your family and friends and your dog. Uh, Trey, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, uh, if you guys want to hop on the show and be on with us and talk to us about whatever you want to talk about, talk about, easy for me to say, please hit us up at fullstreet.com. You can message me and Jason uh, separately um, where you can hit us up. And if we, if you want to feature your uh, question of the day on our show, please feel free to hit us up again on there. We, we need those questions of the day, folks. I can't stress this enough. I want to hear from you guys. I want to get the goofy questions out there, the stuff, the burning questions that are on your head. Uh, if they're personal questions about me and Jason, whatever, we don't care. We'll take them all uh, within reason, within reason. Um, but that's pretty much it, Jason. Uh, I don't think we gave CJ a, a real, like an actual plug. I think it was earlier uh, a little bit. But so yes, now it's your time, CJ. Plug away. Uh, you mean just like tell people? What yeah, where can they find you? Where can oh, they find your film, your stuff? Where they can find your social media, all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So I'm mainly just on the social media side right now. I'm just mainly on Facebook. Uh, so you can just look up CJ Goodwin on Facebook. Uh, it's Goodwin spelled with the Y on my last name. So it comes up pretty easily. Um, Eyes of a Roman has its own Facebook page as well. In fact, all my films do. Jackson, GH5, all that good stuff. So you can go there. IMBD, I'm on there as well. If you want to see all my accolades and things of that nature. Um, and yeah, I think that's... Uh, really about it i have a website it's called try goodwin productions but um i don't use that too often to be honest the social media seems to be the where everyone goes so that's yeah. where i'm at as well so and if you want we would gladly love to help uh, promote it so if you want to do a show again um to talk about the movie or maybe have some of the cast on the show with us uh we definitely can make that happen before your uh release if you want that so, yeah, it'd be great. I know uh, a lot of my cast members would love to come on for sure, man. They they would enjoy that. So we should try again for sure later down the road. Yeah. No, I said uh, anything we can do to help, especially if, you know, I was telling you this earlier, anything I do to help people from San Antonio do big things, I want to be a part of that. So um, it's important to me because I'm in San Antonio. So, um, but yeah. yeah. Um, but now it's the most important part of the show. Um, we brought you in here really not even to do any of this interview Dude, whatever, because, man. because we needed you to work on Trey. And, um, so now it's time of the show. It's our clothes and, uh, you're going to be Trey's therapist and please come up with the most absurd problems of the tray. And, uh, please let me laugh and you get three questions and have fun. <laughs> you're going to need to turn down the beats just a little bit, Trey. Dude, are you serious? How is it that loud? Yeah. It's on three. All right. It should be fine then. So I get to ask Trey three questions. Yeah, and you can make yes. up facts about his life uh, as much as you like. Uh, you can theme it around the show, or you can just pull it from your hat. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Any questions? Okay. You're his therapist. I'm your therapist. All right. Let's see. Starting now. Starting now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, you can make him goofy questions. It's fine. I'll probably just keep it uh, just fun, I think, for, for my knowledge. So, Trey, um, what is your number one uh, horror film that you have seen that you like? Good, good, good. <sighs> oh, that's a tough one, man. Uh, 
my number one horror film, uh, like I said, would would be close to As Above, So Below. But I love um, Always Watching because it's it's a Slenderman documentary esque theme, and I love Slenderman. Um, so they keep it really close to like the Marvel Hornets YouTube uh, series, and I love it so much, and it's phenomenal. Um, right on. All right. Um, so is the reason why you like this movie so much is that you yourself just want to be a slender man? I mean, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. See, that was a good therapy question. So now you can kind of dive into that, you know, about the weight and stuff. But I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could go anywhere in the world where would you want to go see and check out like your bucket list like number one spot to go uh i have to say the deep dark woods because that's where you find slender man right um no i i would say oh it's so tough um i really want to go to japan I'd love to visit um, um, where I should have been born, honestly, if we're, we're really talking here. Uh, but yeah, I love the culture. Um, I am a huge weeb. Um, I cannot speak a lick of Japanese, but yeah, I'm a huge, I love manga, I love anime, and uh, I just love Japanese culture. So, but honestly, anywhere out of the States would be nice, but Japan okay. would be great. All right. And, uh, if you had a chance to go back, um, would Oof, you go, here we go. to uh, 1999 Woodstock? <laughs> well, here's the funny part, because someone was talking about this at work and like there was like a leak or something. And apparently like it was from the sewage water and a lot of people were playing in it and not realizing what it was. They were. I depending on the lineup because I off the top of my head I, I don't know um, probably not though um, I mean but Trey, if I went you said what it sounds like one of your weekend hangouts anyways you just playing around and poop uh, wow awesome so, thank you thank you Jason and going well, you know, uh, that documentary I think is out on Netflix I want to say the nine I should probably watch it then check it out but you're right they did have the uh, those commodes or whatever overfill and they're playing around in muddy water and, <laughs> that's so gross but you know what oh. happened man it's they they uh you know it wasn't like the chilled woodstock even though back right know, original was still people doing drugs and running around half naked they brought on hardcore people like corn and uh limp biscuit and they, they right. were like, for it to have like this mosh pit mentality is like yeah, that wasn't very smart on the business side. So if you watch the 99 stock documentary, you'll see that the creators, they weren't even they didn't even understand these bands at all. And like the uh, the little helpers were trying to warn them. Like you know these are like heavy hard hitting bands. They're going to be like Oh wow. And like, "Oh, it's fine." And well, it wasn't fine, right? So Yikes. Anyway, uh, no. Logan like Presley's Logan's, coming in. <laughs> it looks like Logan's trying to audition to be on the show. Saying so, Trey, your daddy issues. What's going on? 
I, I, I personally don't have any daddy issues. Uh, he, my dad's awesome. Um, uh, also my name is spelled T R E Y just for those who are curious. Um, but that's hilarious. Thanks for the question. I'm so dead. Yeah. Uh, anyway, CJ, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for hopping on our show, man. Of course. Thanks for having me guys. It was of a lot course. Of all right, All right Jason. have a great night. Thank you so much for spending time with us. We will see you next week. Um, I don't know why I'm losing my voice, but uh, we will see you next week. Uh, no matter if I'm here or not. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the button and I don't know where it is. Don't hit it yet. Oh, yes, because Trey flows for you, flows for you. It's what we do now. It's what we do. Peace see you guys. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows. To you.